Coming up on TMS. I think you blew a Transformer. Read it, RRR. Who got time to read seven books? You can liquid dance if you want to. You can leave your poop behind. Then you can't eat rice! Stomach neutral food only. Now it's in four parts. Would you like sushi with your sushi? I want Pinhead and the lady with the vagina in her neck. Mr. Bombastic, something fantastic. Give Peace and James Gunn a chance. Taking the D out of Duncan. Getting off easy for Christmas. Definitely not stained glass. Excited or weird with Stephen and more on this episode of The Morning Stream. Hi, welcome to Talkin' Beards, uh, the show about beards, beard issues, and beard maintenance. I'm your host, Nick Pruer, and uh, boy, do we have a great hour lined up for you today. You want a Torah? Nah, I'm not hungry. The Morning Stream. What do you say? We get nipple to nipple. Ugh. Hey, everybody. Welcome wow. to TMS. It's uh, The Morning Stream for Monday, December 12, 2022. I'm Scott Johnson. That's Brian Nibbett. Hi, Brian. hey Hello. hey hey uh, so uh, we're back. It's a show. We got things to discuss now. That's here's right. the thing: short, short week this week. Yeah, a little short. We're not here uh, Thursday. Uh, n- uh, no Friday either, I guess. Right? Because you'll be uh, unless you want to do a couch party without me. Certainly could. I might do a thing. I'm that's sure, Monica not, would love to. Uh, I could do a thing that's separate because I want to continue the Ms. Marvel with you there. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yep. So maybe I'll do like a one-off, yeah. something like that. There you go. Yeah. Anyway, we'll see. But uh, yeah, Brian's going to Vermont. The lovely Vermont. Vermont. Yeah. It means Green Mountain. Yeah, and there are people up there that as soon as you see them, they'll go, oh, I wouldn't go up there if I were you. <laughs> Heading up to Jericho, are you? Yeah, wouldn't yeah. go up there if I were you. Yeah, they found a dead body up there, you know. They turn right at the Dunkin' Donuts and then turn left at the second Dunkin' Donuts. And then <laughs> if you pass the seventh Dunkin' Donuts, you've gone too far. Are they known for, is that the origin state of Dunkin' Donuts? It's not. No, I oh. think... Uh, like New York, New Jersey, somewhere up there, Massachusetts, someplace. It's but somewhere in Northeast where everybody uses Dunkin' Donuts, or I guess they're just called Dunkin' now. Mm. Oh, are uh, they? I didn't. I didn't know they took the donut yeah. out of the name. Is yeah, that, they're just Dunkin'. Is that a health thing? Yeah. Like a? Hey, you, you <laughs> I don't know. It might just be like a KFC thing where it's like. We're just gonna we're just gonna shorten it, just a shorter name, so people don't say Dunkin' Donuts. So just go. I'm going to Dunkin'. You want anything? Oh, see, Dunkin'. I thought that's why KFC did change it because they were like K- Kent- uh, fried chicken is starting to be oh, the, bad the for fried, you. Fried, sure, maybe. but maybe that could be. A, I mean, who, maybe somebody. It could be. Up. Yeah, I don't know. You hear these things growing up, and you don't really know what's true or not. You know, sure. You try to take what people say and you mull it around in your head, and then you you flatten it out and make pasta out of it, and you hope you got the right uh, thing when you're done. And sure, a bow I don't tire. know. I don't know. Penne, sure. Penne. Uh, Anyway, so let's get to it. We got some stuff. Um, I may seem like I've got a lot of energy. I honestly don't know where this is coming from because I think it's one of those paradoxical things where my body's reacting in the opposite way it should. Producing enough to keep you awake. It must be because I had no sleep last night, like last night, like none. Or if I had any at all, it was always interrupted very quickly because Carter's dog... Notice I refer to her as Carter's dog when there's a problem. <laughs> yes, right. <laughs> and Ripley when she's great, you know, because she's yeah, usually great. Right. Usually nothing wrong with. Her. I love this animal. She's wonderful. But she got sure. in either got into something or got a little tummy bug, and it has just been nonstop. Well, nonstop. This right here. Where is it? Don't I have this clip out? Diarrhea. Yeah, just diarrhea every five in minutes. The house? 
No, not in the house. Thankfully, well, okay, not that's not exactly true. So here's how we were cued in on it. Night before, 3 o'clock in the morning, I hear some scraping. Yeah. And that usually means, oh, one of them needs to pee. Hmm. So yeah. she get let her out. She's in the kennel. She lives in a kennel at night. They're kennel trained. And uh, so we go get uh, go to get Ripley, and we walk in the room. We're like, what freaking bomb went off in here? It freaking stinks. <laughs> oh, no. It was okay, so yeah. bad, and we just didn't know, and it was dark. And so I let her out, and she's doing her thing. I turn the light on in there, and she had just gone all over the place in her kennel, outside the kennel. Her feet, so now she's walking through the house from the yeah, she's just door with it all. Oh. She's a diarrhea monster at this point. And I'm like, oh, the poor thing. And she also went out and immediately vomited. And then, you know, a couple more squirties out in the yard. And anyway, Dang, what was she ate? Ugh. I have no idea. So we had to bathe her. And she's huge. She's a big Weimaraner. She's a big dog. It's not like an yeah. easy thing where I put a little, you know, teacup poodle in the sink or something. <laughs> nope. You got to hose her down with a yeah. one of those showers that's removable from the wall, basically. Yeah. I be- basically literally got in a shower and took a shower yeah. with her and scrubbed her down and she got all clean and everything. But then there's the issue of her kennel and the bed thing yeah. <clears throat> that's in her kennel, which is kind of built in, but made of this material you can pull out sort of and then wash it. And anyway, whole ordeal. Sure. And we thought, well, whatever she got into, maybe she had a dead bird or who knows what she did yeah. outside. We don't usually go out with her, so she's never like on her own. But we thought maybe she snuck something, saw something we didn't. We didn't know. So yeah. then <laughs> so then she's like, seemed a little better to me. Yeah. And yesterday throughout the day, she was had energy. She was eating a little bit. She was being fine, but she was still going outside and doing the liquid dance just a little bit. So we thought, well, her body's just getting back to normal, you know? Sure. Just doing its thing. And uh, last night, she decided at midnight, 2, 3.30, 4, and 6 Ugh. to have to go all those times. And the reason we oh, knew God. is she scraped. And as soon as we heard the first scrape, one of us was like, bolt up, go get her. Took her out, so no problems in the house, always outside. But now she's making soft serve like a freaking dairy yeah. squeeze or whatever those dairy queens say. <laughs> dairy queen. So the uh you know, when when Daisy and Daisy was kind of going through this over the weekend as well, we do the chicken and rice uh diet instead of giving her her regular food. We just switched over to something a little bit more um stomach neutral, yeah. basically. Get her some food that's that, you know, will help uh kind of reduce that. Yeah. Um so that, that usually helps Daisy. I mean, we're dealing with a 15-year-old dog that I'm, I'm sure is in her last uh, a few weeks of of Oh, uh, a few weeks? Oh, man. Yeah, I don't think. I think she'll see the new year, but um, I don't know how much beyond that because she she's walking stiff-legged. She is the, you know, the uh, con- cognitive stuff is getting worse. She just kind of stares in corners. She does a pacing thing for... For hours, the same path around our house for oh. hours. <laughs> and if there's a box in her way, she walks over the box because it's like, no, I have to do this path. Like, I can't I can't go a different way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so. Well, I, that makes yeah. me sad. I'm sad to hear that. Yeah. Um, she's, she's a good dog. So dogs do this, right? They have their time. They they have their moments. Yeah. They get old. Exactly. They do whatever they do. Um, but in But in her case... She's just as happy as can be. She just has yeah, to poop twenty four seven, and 
she just we can't sleep disagreed with her and even when we couldn't even when we're up then we're like back to bed and we're thinking okay let's go back to bed we'll go to sleep you can't sleep right away your brain takes no. a while to get you back to the thing i almost got out and read a comic book that's how tired i was <laughs> anyway so i don't know why i have any energy now or any any kind of any anything today but but here yeah. i am well maybe you get time for a nap later yeah that's what i was thinking right I'll yeah, tell you what I hopefully. didn't have time for. We tried. We tried to carve out <laughs> three hours of our lives to watch Triple R sure. uh, because Brian glowingly reviewed it. Everyone else I've talked to loved it. Like, Scott, yeah. you got to watch this. Everybody's like pounded into me. We were certain we were going to get this done on Saturday. That was the plan. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And then her parents came over right as we were oh. about to do it. And then we had another visit. And then Carter called. And then we got stuff going on with Taylor. And she's like planning for Monday because today there's a bunch of stuff going on between them and the kids. And like constant interruptions uh to the degree that it just we just didn't have the three hours anymore yeah yeah so we watched another episode of wednesday <laughs> which is fine you know, it's good you don't really have to watch rrr in one sitting you know if, if we were to say oh it's a you know it's a uh, a limited series it's a three episode one hour each limited series you'd be like oh i could knock that out in a day or like a couple days well, so, that's a good way of looking that's at what it you need to do is just you know do it as there's no reason to to do the whole thing in one sitting. Are there natural break points, or is it just kind of like go an hour and you know? I would and- say, here's how I would do it personally. I would split into two, and after the um, the wedding, or I'm sorry, the the fancy party scene in the middle yeah. with the uh, I'll just say nacho nacho. Uh, after that is a good place to split it, and if you need to, if you need to divide it over two nights, and I'll know what nacho nacho is. You'll know what nacho nacho is. Okay. Yes. Okay. Fair enough. Um, is RRR also rated R? Oh, it's not rated. <laughs> it's unra- is it unrated? Unrated. Okay. Yeah, it says on yeah, IMDb. That's unfortunate. The, That's it so- is unfortunate. Although yeah. I'm guessing, like Parasite, we're probably going to see. Uh, mention of this during the Oscars. Oh, you think so? That's cool. Another, another, you know, foreign film that that could be that could eke its way into the uh, best picture area. Whoa, I like this. Yeah. I like the, I like yeah. when these weird things get in there. Yeah, I, I think too. it's this great. Is, it's kind of fun. Life is beautiful, and uh, yeah, yeah. Parasite, and yeah. hopefully this. You could even argue that uh, that small Australian film, Mad Max Fury Road, was one of those. Could, yeah. Small Australian, small, small, uh, small, under budget, tiny budget. You know, sure, sure. Nobody in it that you know. Not a giant director. It's all good. <laughs> hey, I went anyway. to a, a company Christmas party Thursday night, Scott. Whoa, a, uh, the Coverville Incorporated uh, office party. No, it? this is for one of my clients, one of my freelance clients, and they are nice enough to treat me like a full-fledged employee as opposed to uh, just some guy that they have to call when they need something. Mm. Um, it helps that I'm really good friends with the the owners. I used to work with um, the owner back at the, uh, if I could use your phone uh, oh, right. company, we worked together there, and then and then we worked together at another company when that one fell through. Uh so, you know, it was at a sushi place, a small company. There were seven of us, eight of us there. Nice, yeah. nice, small fill up a table kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I'm looking at the menu and I'm like, oh, I'm going to have, a, I'm going to do this uh, sashimi plate and Tina's doing this tempura thing. We got a couple of rolls to split between us and, and everybody else is, is ordering. But the CEO has, um, uh, what is it, kirasadosis, I believe. Oh. Um, and so he's very limited on the things that he can eat at one of these places. And so he can't really do rice or shouldn't do rice. Gotcha. So uh, 
so the you know the, the waitress comes over and says, "All right, what what can I get for you?" And he's like, "Well, I've got the the sushi menu here, and for example, I want I want a, a tuna, a maguro, mm-hmm. but I." don't want the nigiri version i want the sashimi version so no right she's like oh yeah okay just put a one and then put a little s next to it and then then we'll know that you want the sashimi version right that makes sense it's like okay cool so we march that he orders a couple other things and uh, we turn in all our menus and and uh and enjoy our miso soup and salad and she comes back with two giant plates of uh tuna nigiri tuna tuna oh and rice okay that's and no we're good. like, oh, hey, who ordered, like, looking around, you know, in case it was somebody at the other end of the table ordered this, like, what, uh, who ordered this? And uh, and she says, no, no, you ordered it. And, and he's like, no, I wanted I wanted one uh, sashimi tuna. And she's, no, uh, right here at 15, because the one and the S to her looked like a 15 or to the sushi oh. chef. So <laughs> he made 15 nigiri uh, tuna, maguro tuna sushis. Oh, crap. Yeah. How do you explain so that she's like, one? As soon as she said that, she's like, oh, my God, that's an S. This is completely my fault. I am so sorry. Let me take those back. And they did take them back. And it, listen, it's the, it is the most commonly ordered thing at a sushi bar. So it was not hard for them to uh, get rid of the uh, extra uh, Maguro, but uh, damn, dude. <laughs> I mean, that's yeah. You got a plenty of options where that can go. You're not going to just throw it in the dumpster. Exactly. Yeah. So, <laughs> so how was the overall but, affair? Was it like? Uh, I don't oh, know. it was great. Was it fun? Yeah, it was Were there any debauchery? Time. No debauchery of any kind. No, no. You know, we're um, we're we're a pretty mellow group. You know, we we chatted about things that weren't work related, and and uh, um. I go, like I said, Chris Brown is another member of this company, so you know he was there. So it's basically like a, like a good, a good fun group of people to uh, just chit chat with. So mm, that sounds like a good time. I haven't been to a corporate or company party since I worked at a company or corporation, so it's been a while. Yeah, I know. And it, it, you know, you and I work freelance. We really, we very rarely get invited to things like this. No, and, I can't uh, even think the last time. I honestly, I think yeah. I worked for a place and we had one, and that was it. That was like twenty. 2009 maybe yeah yeah before this show ever started exactly so you know there we go it's a uh i feel fortunate and i also feel fortunate again they treat me like a um a member of the company as opposed to just this freelance guy yeah you're uh you're in their eyes you're one of them brian exactly one of them one of them all right well speaking of one of them i got a present open one of them look at this so in the mail I get a box. Ooh. I get uh, what looks like a loot box from Marvel. And uh, <laughs> I open it up because those boxes are really sturdy and great. We they are. They're great for remailing, man. Yep. They're fantastic. I'm yeah. literally re- using it to remail something today because yeah. it's so thick and rich. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, Brian sent this, uh, this gift. And it was really nice because there were two little boxes in there, one for me, one for Van. And the one oh, for yeah, Van, he, he definitely appeared to like uh, the dinosaur. Yeah, he loves it. It's he's now okay, obsessed cool. with it. Uh, Taylor says that's all he wants to play with and do. He stayed oh. up too late playing with it last night. She's like, "Gotta go to bed, buddy." He's like, "I love dinosaur, dinosaur time." <laughs> so he really likes oh, it. it's one of these articulated, three D printed thing Brian does. Yeah, and um, he loves it. So there, that was awesome and very cool. appreciated. But I thought, hey, it might be fun <clears throat> to open this one on the air. Yeah, uh, with Brian. 
not to put you know Brian on the spot or me, but we're gonna do it. <laughs> well, this is where this is where you have to really put out your poker face, right? If yeah. uh, you know if you don't like it, it's like. Oh, one of these. Oh, I love it. Thank you. It's so good. Anyway, moving on to Babel Royale. No, it'll be, <laughs> it'll be. Uh, I'm sure it'll be great. So we're gonna open it and just kind of see. So this is like Christmas morning a little bit, right? You yeah. know, you're in your pajamas. You smell a little bit like cinnamon toast. Two weeks away. Counts. Yeah. Yeah, it totally counts. Uh, you've uh, you've stayed up too late the night before, and you may have snuck down to see what's there, but you couldn't tell. It was too dark, right. and your dad knew you were there. Anyway, so I'm going to open this here. We're just going to tear this up. Here's some ASMR for those people. <laughs> you need some, the sound of ripping paper and stuff. Yeah. You'd be surprised. I found a channel that is nothing but opening packages in slow motion oh, and playing of the sound of it. Yeah. Oh, you played that. Uh, I remember seeing somebody talking. You must have played that before a uh, uh, adventure party or something. No, I actually did about. it during the show for... Uh, when was this? Just like the other day. Oh, it was when Wendy was here talking about the gift uh, anxiety. Oh, stuff. right, that's right. Yeah. yeah. So I played because I was just looking for like, hey, I need some B roll <laughs> of some gifts. Instead, I found some girl going. <laughs> that's stupid. Anyway, uh, I mean, look, if you like it, you like it. I'm not here to make yeah, fun. Exactly. Okay? I'm not going to yuck your yum. If you enjoy that sort of thing, awesome. All right, here we go. We're opening it. <gasps> no way, dude. <laughs> I almost got one of these. I know. I'm so glad you didn't. Oh, are you kidding? I love this. This is the one we talked about on uh You guys, CMS. if I open this, you know what it means. It won't open. It's a, it's a thing. <laughs> but it For looks. For you audio listeners, it's the uh, the Hellraiser. What is it called? The Cenobite Cube or... Uh... Yeah, they have a... Um, I mean, it's basically Pandora's box, but they have a name, right? It's... Uh, they do. Yeah, there it is. The lament configuration. Lament the configuration. Right. Yeah, exactly. I wanted. So when we heard about, I think we heard on the air about this. Or we something. talked about this that they were selling it on Walmart as a STEM toy. Yeah, for which kids. Is so like, weird. <laughs> this will teach your kids STEM. Does it actually open? It does. Or? Oh yeah. wow! So this so, is like the real thing where you can't really tell how. Exactly. Like you're playing around with it. <laughs> oh, so, dude. I want I want Pinhead and the lady with the <laughs> vagina in her neck and the one guy with the chattering teeth. Can I get those three centibytes when I open this? Totally, totally. Okay. And things got some heft to it. I've got mine right here. Yeah. So, are, do you want me to do you want me to tell you how to open it? Yeah. I mean, let's okay. let's learn together here. I want to see what you do, okay. and then I'll see if I can. Figure All right. It out. So here's here's mine. Right. Okay. So on any of the corners, basically. There's a split right down the middle of the corner here on all four corners. I see that. You're yeah. going to put your fingers on either side of that split and then push the pieces apart. Like, okay, hold on. Basically, this thing is is two, uh -oh. two of these. Stage one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're basically, it's basically two of these that just fit together, and you can rotate it. 10 degrees and then you end up with something that looks like this but not but you didn't a, a hook didn't come out and poke you and then now you're no no fortunately no but uh okay yeah dang that's a bummer uh, <laughs> i still can't do it this is like the movie hold on i watched you do it do it again yeah yeah, yeah. okay so uh here's how it is and it's in its yeah. full configured state yeah. so just push like see how this part separates yeah you're going to basically just Push those two parts away. Oh, geez. And, uh, yep. And, uh, there you go. Okay. Now it's in four parts. Uh, <laughs> so that's good. It didn't break, I hope. No, it totally didn't. Totally it's pretty didn't. sturdy. It is like, uh, I must be stupid. I can't get this to go. No, it's, it just takes a lot of, 
It takes a lot of work. Okay. Well, I actually kind of like that about it. And there's a little stand. Look at this, you guys. Yeah, a little stand so you can put on the stand. Oh, my gosh. I love this. Brian, this is the perfect gift. <laughs> Good. I'm glad you like it. Yeah, this is Nerd Nerd Town USA. Yeah. I love this. I'm just glad that, A, you didn't end up buying one for yourself, or um, B, uh, somebody else didn't get one for you. I came this close, and I yeah, just thought, I, I thought, you know what? I think we were looking at them online at the same time, and then I then you you said, oh, I might have to get one of those later. And then I didn't hear you bring it up, so I'm like, okay, I'm just going to get them one. I love it. Oh, my gosh. And I have to say, as a teenager, there was hardly any movie that freaked me, freaked me out more yeah. than Hellraiser. Yeah. And uh, it's all it's almost it's weird because if you'd have given this to me then, I'd have legit been freaked out when I was like fifteen. I would have been <laughs> like, I don't want that. But as an adult, and the campy cheese that is that series, exactly. I yep. love it. This is now one of my favorite cool. things. Cool. And well, this now is you've also got to, it's uh, heavy. It's crazy. It is, it's got some really, it's got some serious heft to it. And once you get it open, it's actually got a little tiny, you know, like a little tiny uh, pocket where you can put stuff in there. What? You can hide a key in there. Yeah. This is where you can hide your weed. You can hide your, put your weed in there. You can put yeah. your weed in there. All right. I love it. Cool. I love well, it. Well, you'll have to, you'll have to fidget with it during the show today and see if you can get it open. Yeah. I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep rubbing this until the genie comes out. <laughs> That's awesome. Perfect. And this was and you'll be learning STEM while you do it. That's I, the great part is that... Uh, I can't believe Walmart had these. I know. <laughs> so, Does that seem crazy? Bizarre. Yeah, it's so strange. It seems really insane. All right, well, that made that made a whole night of dog diarrhea way better, to be honest. <laughs> Good deal. Yeah. All right, well, there you go, everybody. A piece of Christmas here on the, TM, on the morning stream for you there. There you go. Uh, all right, we are going to do some Dunaway time. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, Phoebe has uh, tummy time. We we here on the show have Dunaway time. And, uh, <laughs> apparently, that's a thing. As a parent now, you do you, you you have to have tummy time. Yeah, you, you really you lay them or on you their just belly. lay down and let the baby lay on your tummy. Uh, well, they're supposed to just lay on theirs. Doesn't matter the surface. But oh, the concept gotcha, okay. is this is really good for their neck strength. So mm-hmm. when they're that little, they're always trying to you know learn how to move and get those muscles going. And if you do the tummy time, they they get really good at moving their neck muscles and, and strengthen that so that they're able to do it quicker than, than usual. And they don't get flathead, which is good because nobody wants flathead. If you get flathead, you look like Dunaway. All right, here we go. Speaking of that guy, it's Brian Dunaway joining us. Hi, Brian Flathead Dunaway. How are you? Oh, hi, uh, Flathead Scott and uh, Ibbett. How are you guys good. doing? By the way, yeah. Yeah. I like the idea that you, you, you do realize how horrible it sounds. You say, oh, yeah, laying them on their on their belly. So, right. you know, it, it increases their neck strength. Just because they're trying to avoid smothering to death. Good well, job on you. No, they, right. you have to do it when they're awake, not while they're sleeping. <laughs> yeah. But they, well, that's even worse. The kid just woke up and just like, tummy time. He's like, oh, God, no. All I know, look, when we were all having our little kids, when you had little kids, me and Brian had little, you know, Tristan was little, oh, my kids oh, were little. I, I know what I did to my kids. Well, you no, but, but I what I mean I is like kids. back then, they always jumping back and forth. They were like, your kids should sleep on their stomachs. Nope, they should sleep on their backs. Nope, they should sleep on their yeah, stomachs. They did. There was back and, and forth and, and like, nobody could like, decide. Drove me crazy. Yeah, it's like, don't lay them on their back for too long. You have to rotate them. If you don't rotate them, then they get the flathead, like you said. And it's like, yep. oh, don't lay them on that side. They're yep. going to be messed up. Yep. You don't want that flathead, boy. <laughs> that's why That's why I put all my kids inside of a helmet. There you go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's the way to do it. Yeah, yep. give them helmets. Don't yep. even wait for the doctor to tell you to do it. Just do it. It'll also help make their uh, shape their heads in the in the right uh, shape. 
what that's you want them to shape. That just, is true. Which is, which is cone like shapes. Those square pumpkins or square watermelons heads. in Japan. Yeah. Those are the ones. Hey, uh, speaking Wouldn't of squares. that be great? Speaking of square heads, I do like those pumpkins when they do the square thing. I think it's yeah. cool. Yeah, I do too. I mean, it's obviously yeah. not natural in any no. sort of the word, no. sense of the word. Uh, hey, you know what time it is, you guys? To, we're going to play this game. And uh, we call it Babble Royale, but really we call it Half Asses on, uh, on Mondays. And uh, Brian here is going to explain to us the rules, who we're playing yeah. for, and how we might win those people some prizes. All of that is correct. Welcome to the morning Half Asses, a trivia game where I'm actually going to be giving Scott and Brian the answers. I'm going to give them a category, six possible answers. Three of those answers are correct. Three are incorrect. Depending on how confident you feel with the category, you can provide one, two, or three guesses. But if any of those guesses are wrong, you get zero points for that round. Guess one and get it right, you get a point. Get two right and you get three points. Get all three correct, you get five points. We'll do three rounds. And the player with the most points at the end wins a prize for their contestant. And our contestants are pulled from members of the tadpole that aren't able to listen live. So, Scott, you're playing for Richard Cassidy in Burnley, UK. Ooh. In Burnley. Mm. Brian, you're playing for Kristen in Stone Mountain, Georgia. Oh. Oh, oh, nice. Very close. Not too far. I've been to Stone Mountain many times. I completely pick these things at random, by the way. So it's not like, oh, okay, well, obviously, obviously let's give this one to Brian because they're close by. They always... Yeah, it always seems yeah. like I'm close by. Maybe it maybe these yeah. person to me the prizes, and I'll just distribute them. There you go. As we'll I deliver yeah. them like Santa. Yeah. Sure. Why not? Yeah. There's a steam oh, game oh, right oh. down the chimney. Mm. All right, let's oh, get oh, no. to uh, your first category. <laughs> this is one that was sent to us by a listener, and your first question oh. is little who, mash. Who trivia. was it, by the way? Do we have a name? Just, oh God, yep, Jeff mash Hart. Trivia. Oh Jeff Hart. Thank you, Jeff Hart, Jeff for Hart. sending this. Things Colonel last, Potter said last on mash. Right, exactly. <laughs> well, you're 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 not far. Things Colonel Potter said on Mash. Uh, which of these three uh, six things are things that Colonel Potter said? Did he say horses patoot, mule muffins, your wonton is wilted, do your best business on Main Street, rattle the rafters, and mental pygmy? Oh my lord! Well, I know God, one of these for hundred percent. Uh, I know. Yeah, one I'm almost hundred percent sure I know one of them. One as of these, well. I think. I'll totally be wrong. I think I know one of them. I think I'm going with two. We're one gonna, of them seems, yeah, one okay. of them seems too obvious, and I'm going with two as well. One okay. of them seems like an obvious play. Yeah. Well, you both yeah. said uh, mule muffins. This is the episode where the baby is left outside the swamp when Winchester wants to go to oh, uh, HQ. Mm. And Co- Colonel Potter indeed said mule muffins. Uh, your wonton is wilted. Came from the episode where uh, the MASH oh, Olympics. Good job. Uh, on how out of shape the unit uh, was. Your bonton is wilted. Mm-hmm. However, horse's patoot was Henry Blake talking about <laughs> Frank. Frank. Good job. <laughs> uh, do your best business on Main Street also is uh, uh, was something that Harry Morgan said, but it wasn't when he was Colonel Potter. It was the episodes, a few episodes before oh, that when he came that, in as General Steel. No. Oh, right. That's I love BS. That's a nice sneaky That's- one. I like and it. And then uh, Rattle the Rafters is something that uh, Klinger said when he was impersonating Colonel Potter on the phone calling uh, HQ. You know what I like about this is that they were all things said by someone at least. And that adds to, I think that instead of just being yes. made up, yeah, you know, I like that. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. So uh, Jeffrey Hart, thank you so much for sending that one in. And if you do have one also to send in, uh, Coverville so at gmail.com. He sent in the whole thing. He sent, he the, sent the whole thing. And questions the answers. and answers. Oh, yeah. Yep. Look at you getting off easy for Christmas. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, do nothing. Hey, right? he deserves exactly. it. He deserves Listen, it. I did that. It worked harder than his other two. Let's get to question number two. <laughs> okay. All right, there we go. It is a uh, comic book question. So you guys should both oh. do really well on this one. Uh, oh, which shoot. of these are members of the Justice League? Is it Infinity Man, Molecule Man, Doll Man, Animal Man? man. Plastic Man or Resurrection Man? Which of these six? Man. Which three are members of the Justice and there League? There are three. Oh, son of a um, bitch. What the freak? Pretty sure. <laughs> What'd you do? Ruin your thing? You all right? You I don't know. I had a freaking... Sh- I had a freaking sharp pain shoot in my middle finger for some reason. No, that happened to me oh, yesterday no. in my Hell? elbow. Yeah, it, we're old. We're old. I like a piece. Yeah. Of, I feel like a no. I feel like a piece of glass was in there. Okay. Well, oh uh, gosh, I hate that. Oh, you don't want that. Oh, that's the worst. No, oh, that's not good uh, at all. Uh, um, oh man, this feels. Um, what was he? Oh, this feels like a trick. Um, it's a little tricky. I've chosen two. I don't feel good about I've chosen three. Two as well. I okay. feel like there's a trick one in there, and then I think the other one's right, but then I'm going to find out. I'm totally Do you feel like Plastic Man was a trick? Yeah, I feel like yeah. Plastic Man is a trick. I feel well, like I've not. seen him in there before, though. He is. He's absolutely a member of the Justice League, okay. uh, as is Animal Man and Resurrection Man, yes. but not Infinity Man, Molecule Man, or Doll Man. Points Ooh, for Brian yes. on that one. Oh, we're tied up. Oh, my we gosh. We have a tie game going into the last question. This is a real fight now. This is a real fight. Resurrection Man. Here's what's <laughs> now, great. All right. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Resurrection Man. That's a little too close to uh, Erection Man. So. <laughs> right. Exactly. All you have to do is just say the first, uh, the last part of it, right? Yeah. You could be saying bring Robin, back Erection Man. wake up res- Erection Man and tell him that we need to go defeat Metallo. <laughs> yeah. It's like saying Res Erection Man. You're saying res- bring him man. back to life. Yeah. We want Erection right, Man exactly. back. I like it. Raza Gulen Res Erection Man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yep. All right. Oh, my gosh. So excited. We have a tie going into the last question. Uh, which of these are characters voiced by Meryl Streep? Oh, jeez. So oh, my. Six, six uh, possible answers. Uh, did she provide the voice for the Blue Fairy, the Ant Queen, Pez Pam, Sarabi, Glove, and Ned Flanders' singing voice? Three of those are ones she did do the voice work for. Three of those are bogus. I don't. Aww. Should we know who the. These are all other an- animated things? Uh, yeah. Okay. All of these are animated things. Glove <sighs> refers to the the hamburger helper glove. Oh. Oh, that would be great. <laughs> that would be awesome. I like how you said it, though. Well, you said it made it sound dirty. Yeah. <laughs> I feel good about no, two of these. No glove, no love, Dr. Jones. I think two of these are where I'm going today. Okay. Um, one of them I remember, yeah, but the uh, other, I don't know for sure. I'm rolling for three so I can go wow. ahead and win or lose. All right. This is this. I love it. It's like for all the marbles. Yeah. The Blue Fairy is from the movie AI. Yeah. And that was indeed voiced by Meryl Streep. The yes. Ant Queen was from the movie The Ant Bully. Yeah. And that was from, or that was voiced by Meryl Streep. Pez Pam was from Toy Story 4. 
That was not oh, voiced no. by Meryl Streep. Oh, Sarabi was from The Lion King. Uh-huh. That was also not killing voiced me, by Meryl Streep. No. Uh, kill Glove. Me. Come on, the hamburger helper glove. Never, never uh, voice work <laughs> by Meryl Streep. I wanted it to that, be, That though. would be so freaking awesome. <laughs> that would be amazing on your resume. I would love that. And Ned Flanders' singing voice indeed was yes. the voice of Meryl Streep. That Brian Dunaway takes it in the end with a risky, a risky bet. Oh, blue fairy. Takes it in the end. You bastard. Yes. Look at you with the with the crazy choice. That's the insane. I knew the Ned Flanders. Yeah. And I was pretty sure about the Blue Fairy. The Ant Queen was a total guess. Sarabi so, uh, yeah. is um, uh, Glenn Close, I believe, right? Do I remember that right? Or am I uh, that Sarabi? Right? Oh, might be. Yeah. Yes, I think that is correct. Yes. Yeah. And I get those two ladies mixed up. So that's why that yeah. one was like on the They're edge. Both like, highly <laughs> acclaimed actresses in their own rights. Yeah. So, congratulations going out to Kristen in Stone Mountain, Georgia. Uh, You are getting a copy of Train Simulator Classic and one of my favorite games from this last year, Deathloop. Ooh, Ooh, that that is two great games. Deathloop is a great game. It's your basically, it's your Groundhog Day uh, with... uh, with a weird uh, uh, infiltration into a base. It's just yeah. so much fun. With them shooting guns. Yeah, it's With good. Them shooting guns. Uh, but the runner-up is getting the Dark Pictures Anthology, Little Hope. That's so, good too. Uh, Richard Cassidy, you're getting that second game. So, yeah. both of you getting something good. If you like scary games that are a lot like old 80s horror movies, that those Dark Pictures Anthology games are all that, basically. And uh, that's, cool. a good, that's a good one of that trilogy so oh good yeah. good i'm glad i, I yes. had no i knew nothing about that game and i could pretty much figure out what uh, train sim, train simulator uh classic <laughs> that way i yeah. could kind of get the, the 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 gist of okay yeah i'm yeah. guessing it's a train simulator yeah <laughs> now, that one turns out to be a first person shooter set in hell <laughs> yeah. it's a dating sim yeah yeah tell it's much easier to tell what that one is on the face of it right uh well well done all you guys you guys deserve yeah, this definitely whoop that's not it congratulations you're, you're a, a winner. winner you've won and uh brian made that possible and so did brian dunaway for being such a great player today brian how, yeah. do, you, how do you feel about your massive win and also are you excited about play retro tomorrow night I am. We're doing uh, we're doing Christmas uh, games from the seventies, eighties, and nineties. And uh, man, I have never played uh, Nights into Dreams, but the Christmas version was spectacular. It's so for good. The Saturn. It's so good. I mean, it's like kind of horrible that you can only. It only felt like a game I could play in the Christmas season, but yeah. it was great for that. It was really good. Yeah, we talk about this from time to time, especially on Film Sack. It's like my acceptance of crapness. It, it gets a lot more tolerant from You're October more, yeah, until the end of December. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. <clears throat> and these days, the way they make they make up for it, new games, they do events that are Christmas themed, but then the games continue on without the Christmas theme because we have you know the internet and patching and all the other stuff we do these days. But back then, if you were going to lock in and make a Christmas themed game, that was the game. There was no the rest <laughs> of the year. You had that CD. You had to deal with that CD that came out of that magazine. Yeah. You had to do something with it. Yeah, you had to do something. Or that cartridge. You were just stuck in the, in, you know, it was Christmas, and that's the way it was. So we're going to yeah. talk about that whole phenomenon and how it existed then and maybe how it's translated today. That's tomorrow on uh, Play Retro, live at frogpants.tv at 3.30 Mountain, or you can get the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Brian Dunaway, you're, uh, uh, do you want to say anything um, else? Do you have anything else? <laughs> yeah, I'm going, to the, I'm going to the doctor in a little bit. Yeah. Oh, he got out. <laughs> he used a thing where I would be genuinely concerned if one of my yes, friends was going to the doctor. This like, that's, that's unfair. That was a dirty trick. Bastard. Uh, well, whatever. Also, hats off to him. That was a pretty sneaky trick. Yeah. Pretty sneaky, yeah. sis. 
Okay. Uh, well, there's that. That was fun. Really nicely well done. Uh, just to give that guy a shout out one more time. Who gave us our first question? Yeah, uh, Jeff Hart. Jeff uh, Hart. Sent that one in. If you've got an idea for a uh, a set of uh, questions for for uh, uh, half asses, please send them in. I do have one for next week, and um, I've, I've lost another one that somebody sent in. So if you if you've sent one in, maybe just resend me a ping saying, "Hey, here's the one I sent you. Don't forget it." Yeah, that won't hurt. Coverville at gmail dot com is where you'll do that. The problem is I, I, I should just enter them in immediately when I receive them, and uh, uh, and I don't well, for whatever reason. So. D- damn you. Damn you to hell. I know. Damn you to hell. Straight to hell. All right, it is time for the news, and it's brought to you by... The Saturday morning cartoon episode of Futurama Season 10. So people forget. We got Season 11 coming, and you forget that Season 10 aired in like 2011 or something the year this show started and uh season 10 is full of some freaking gems that one in particular is president nixon the head the head of president nixon who's still president Uh um watching saturday morning cartoons while there's a giant raging protest outside (laughs) and it's so good they have three sex sections almost like a like an anthology like a treehouse of horror exactly exactly and the first one is if I remember right, oh, I forgot what the first one is. Oh, crap. My brain, I actually think I like the first one the best. Anyway, <clears throat> I can't remember. Oh, it's it's a it's a spin-off. It's a it's a it's a it's a parody of uh Scooby-Doo and oh, the cool. Mystery Machine and all that. Very funny. George Takei makes a guest appearance in it. It's really good. Then they got this one where it's like Smurfs kind of. Except they're called purple berries and it's mostly <laughs> a joke about selling cereal. It's great. I love it. Uh-huh. And then the third one is a G.I. Joe send up fan freaking tastic. It's so good. really. Oh, that sounds great. I did. I did binge the entire uh, series. I, I'm sure I, I definitely saw that one. I just forgot about it. Well, it's all, you know, blurs together if you watch all it of does. It. Yeah. If you go right. Yeah. But I'm having so much fun in this season. So good. Anyway, can't That's wait cool. for 11. I hope they I hope they're well underway. I think they are, but I have no nice. idea. Um, <clears throat> the good news is that uh, John DiMaggio is coming back. Uh, to be oh, Bender good. and a thousand other voices. So, yeah, that's good. Cool. All right. Uh, there's that. Let's do this news yeah. right here. We got an iguana in the news. An iguana. Is it a barbecued iguana or just a regular iguana? Ooh, I almost knocked over my cube of destiny. Hold on. Uh, it is uh, neither of those iguanas. It is a um, <laughs> okay. right. uh, a real lizardy, lizardy kind, you know? Okay. So not a barbecued iguana that uh, wish you were in Tijuana? No, none of that. No, or the okay. red iguana right. down in Salt Lake City, one of the best Mexican restaurants you can ever eat at. <laughs> Highly recommend it if you're in the, if you're in the city. Okay. Uh, this is an actual iguana. It caused a large-scale power outage in the South Florida city. Uh, <laughs> well, it might maybe it is. At this point, it might be a barbecued iguana. <laughs> yeah, good point. Now, the state of the iguana is, un, is certainly we're not sure. But anyway, one of yeah. Florida's infamous uh, invasive iguanas. These are things that this happens all the time down there with iguanas. They get stuck in different sure. systems and screw up all sorts of stuff. Um, or something, yeah. But one of the state's southern cities uh, had a little bit of havoc wreaked uh, by one. And uh, it is the city of Lake Worth Beach announced that one of the scaly green creatures was responsible for a large-scale outage of power. Uh, the electric utility is currently responding to a large-scale outage caused by an iguana on our 6th Avenue substation. They tweeted uh, on Wednesday, this outage, or last Wednesday, is affecting customers in the southeast area of our service territory. Teams are working hard to repair the damage and restore the system. <laughs> so I don't know if it went in there, probably chewed it. Probably, right? yeah. 
I mean, yeah. what else are they going to do? They're not going to go in there and mate it or something. They're going to chew it. <laughs> For sure. Well, here it is. One woman commented on the city's original Facebook post saying that the iguana in her neighborhood, quote, went up under the transformer or something, but he blew it and he fried. Oh, he blew it. He did. He did. What he blew mean? the transformer. He... Oh, I thought I she meant. blew a transformer. I thought she meant she he blew whatever it meant to do. Like, ah, yeah, you no. blew it and you oh, fried you yourself. you blew it, iguana. You really blew it. Dumbass iguana. Uh, CBS News reached out to the city for more information. Give us all you got on this iguana. He was just trying to put himself through college. Yeah. Can you blame him? <laughs> so he blew the transfer. <laughs> I, I know. I see where you went with that. You see where I was going with that. Yeah, I okay. can see that. Uh, also, we got another story about 13 strangers. Uh-huh. This sounds like a movie plot or a TV put, show. Forced to live in a house to see what happens. <laughs> It's almost. It's not. You're not far off, except it's a. It's a moving vehicle. But oh, gotcha! Wow, it's. Uh, but you're not world planes, trains, and automobiles almost. Yeah, I, honestly, I don't. I would not be shocked if somebody doesn't turn this into a script or something. Sure. Uh, here's how it went: Thirteen strangers go viral for renting a van and driving ten plus hours together after their collective flight cancellation. So these are all strangers, and they had a big flight canceled, and so they said, "You know what? How many of you want to pool up and get this van and?" We'll drive. And ten of, 13 of them did. <laughs> That's cool. All right. That is really cool. It I would cool. totally do this, oh, by this the would way. Be, I, I, would do, I would do this in my 20s. I would not do this yeah. now. Not yeah. Now. Okay. Right. Sure. Would you? Would you Would you do it now? I feel like it'd be weird. I now. would do it now. It depends on how urgently I needed to get where I was going. Like, yeah. otherwise, I'll just talk to the the you know customer service. They'll probably put me in a hotel room overnight or something. Yeah. You'll uh, get a flight in the next day or whatever. Yeah. But. Yeah, in my 20s, I absolutely would have done this. Well, it says it here, really think- also depends on who the other nine people are, though, right? Because you like look at somebody like, oh, I am not going to ride. I I, would, I don't even want to sit in an airport with this guy, let alone 10 and a half hours in a van with him. Yeah, if everybody was wearing like Minecraft shirts, I'd go, my people, and I would ride with them. It's fine. <laughs> right. I mean, exactly. not that I love Minecraft, but you know what I mean. They'd be like yeah. our, our yeah. kind of nerds. But if it's just like a mix... Like a complicated mix of here's a business guy who's grumpy and trying to just get the bottom line, doesn't really like people. Here's a here's a homemaker whose kids on drugs or like what whatever. Yeah. Like I don't know if I could yeah. do too much of a mix, but anyway. Yeah, yeah. Says that a ragtag group of thirteen came together to drive a rented van more than ten hours north to their final destination where they started, which was Orlando, the airport in Orlando. Along wow. the way, they found viral fame and hopefully lifelong friendships. Oh. They also found viruses and bacteria, which mm. they all shared for ten and a half hours. Yeah, and a little chlamydia is my understanding. Just a little, Oof. Oof. just just three or four of them. Just a th- three or four chlamydias. That was all. Yes, just three or four. This is what actually happened on Sunday, December fourth, when the uh, or when after being delayed twice, Frontier eventually canceled the flight to Knoxville, Tennessee, altogether. They were all like, "Well, we can all go out on the next flight, which is Tuesday, uh, or." Uh, which is 48 hours later, or we can get the, or take those two days and go back. Uh, people have things to do. They said as yeah. people milled uh, about in the line and near customer service, uh, Miller said one woman named Amy took charge and shouted. Anyone who wanted to try driving North to the final destination in a rented van could join her. The line was long. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to let my mom handle it. They told today.com. <laughs> uh, anyway, so, so, interesting. so, so, so I wonder how many people, wanted to ride in this van with the uh, 10 of them and uh, they cut it off like yeah. they, and if they said you you not you you not you not you definitely not you mm. you you 
<laughs> When's the last time you showered? They'd say to one of them. Right, exactly. Yeah. Two weeks ago. Sorry, you're staying here. Um, I hope it was one of those big polygamy vans. You know, the ones that have enough room for. Uh, sure. Oh, uh, I'm sure it was. Like, uh, it'd have to be. Uh, we rented one in Orlando uh, when we took the entire family down to uh, to Disney World a few years ago, 2015, I think, and uh, uh, it was one of those like, you know. 15 people could fit in comfortably with a bunch of luggage and all that sort of thing. A transit, I think a transit van. Mm -mm. Is that what they're called? Yeah. yeah. We always call them polygamy vans here because I swear when I see one, it's just full of polygamous. <laughs> it's one guy, five women, <laughs> yeah. and 11 kids. Yeah. <laughs> it feels like it. Sometimes a church will yeah. own one for like excursions or whatever. Uh, my sure. grandma used to drive or used to ride in a service that used a van like that. To go to Wendover, uh, which is about an hour and a half from here, yeah. to gamble on the weekends. Okay. So they would load up. All these blue-haired old ladies would load up in one of these vans, and they would drive to the border and and go to Wendover, which I've <laughs> I've kind of been in the mood to go check out lately. It's fun. It's like it's the kind of uh, it's how do I put this? It's like Reno. Sure. In that Vegas is the big you know the shiny glitzy, city with all the yeah. new glitzy whatever. Yeah. Uh, but with all the chud living underneath and all that, like there's so, there's so much about Vegas that's like a myth, myth, mythological almost. But in those small towns, if you're not gambling, what else is there to do and see? No, that's why I like them because oh. they're kind of grummy, grimy, gr yeah. gr what's the word? Like grungy, grimy, grungy, grimy, gr grummy, <laughs> grummy. <laughs> they're kind of gross, and uh -huh. uh, but you find like cool diners. And oh, that's cool. Like See, we, we have Blackhawk and uh, Central City here, which is about 45 minutes uh, west into the mountains from where I live. So in 45 minutes, I can be at a slot machine or at a craps table or whatever. And I've, you know, in the past 12 months, if I've gone more than one time, I'd be surprised. Mm. It's just, I, you know. Sure. I don't know what it is. It's just like, I, well, it's, it's not wanting to spend the money, but it's also like, eh. I'll do this when I'm in Vegas with a great big group of people, but it's a discount. It's a myself. discount experience, right? Like it's it really just, is. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I, and I'd like it once in a while, just as a, as a motif, as a backdrop for right. like kind of desperation and wood paneling and exactly. Know, it's hard to explain, but, and we had, a, we, we, Kim and I went to lunch yesterday, a brunch yesterday at this place called the porch, which we really like. And, um, mm -hmm. We had a waitress that reminded me of places like this because every sentence she called one of us either honey or sweetie. Oh, love that. Yeah. yeah. And no she cigarette had that. dangling out of her mouth though? No, but you could tell she's years of smoking because her voice was way <laughs> down here. Hey, you like you I like the it. you like our grits there, honey. They're pretty good, aren't they? Those grits. Do you want a slice of pie? They're in that big tall glass case where they've been rotating for the last three days. Yeah, I can get you a slice of pie, sweetie. Like a lot of that. <laughs> and I there's something about that that I just I don't know. I like it. Oh, that's cool. That, that is really cool. I don't actually. like it all the time, right? No, I, don't, I don't want that no, in my but, life uh, all the time, but once in a while. Yeah, just the once in a while thing, for sure. Yeah. Um, all right, here's a story. This is a good story. Okay. I mean, look, I'm, I think we should all use what we have, try not to waste, you know? Sure. Oh, yeah. No, obviously. Let's, you know, conserve our resources. Well, this Dawson's Creek, not the show, the place. Okay. Uh, Rancher is giving that a try and he's doing it with afterbirth uh-huh uh from cows okay. it's from cows oh, oh 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 okay well 
Not from the people. Still, still not, uh, still not selling me on it. Oh, yeah. it's cow afterbirth. Well, that's just fine. oh, that's just fine. Yeah, everyone loves a good cow afterbirth. So check this out. Rancher gives new life to afterbirth by creating art from cow placentas. Uh, when customers enter okay. the Dawson's Creek Cannabis Company store to buy Mary Jane, some are stopped dead in their tracks by what looks like a full-sized glowing coffin in the middle of the store. Now I have to show this photo to the chat. Oh God! Okay, because it is so something. I can see the photo. Look at that thing. Oh, that's that's epic. It yeah. is, right? It's actually kind of beautiful in a weird way. Oh, why oh do I have this wow. Okay. Yeah, those are all stretched out and dried placentas. placentas. Yeah, cow placenta. It's not stained glass after all. That is apparently when you, uh, what, flatten, straighten, straighten out a uh, mm-hmm. cow placenta, you get. Yeah. I bet people placentas would do something glass. similar if, if you collected Probably. those. Yeah. Uh, it says, <laughs> it looks like a stained glass casket, uh, illuminated within. So there's some lights in there. But sure. it's a work of art created by Cal Placentas, created by local rancher uh, artist Emil Mat- Madsen. Uh, it raises eyebrows, says Madsen in an interview with CBS. Uh, he says, it makes a bit of a spark. Some people are totally disgusted and walk away, horrified. Some are amazed. Cows are just dumb and go. Yeah, tell me is one of the amazed ones. That's like, wow, that is. No, I don't want it in my house, but that's really cool. Right, it is kind of cool. Yeah, I worry that there could be a smell. You know. Sure. Yeah. I worry about. Yeah, that. I mean, I'm sure. What are they doing? Like treating it? Probably like putting it in some sort of uh, lucite or shellac or something like that. Yeah. Maybe, hopefully. Probably. I mean, we hope, right? That's what we're we saying. Hope. Is we hope exactly. Oof. But look, if you're gonna, you know, you're gonna have a lot of extra placentas around because they got three. See, it says here um, at the time. He was what running, am I gonna do with all these placentas? Uh, it says, oh, he had 300 head of cattle and a lot of birth baby cows, uh, calves they call them. Sure. And uh, he was like, well, why waste it? You know, it's better than eating it or something. That's yeah. weird. Do you think? Do you think this even happens if they're not in a, a pot shop? Like, do you think this even gets discovered or figured out? I know, dude. I was noticing in the background of it. Look at all yeah. the, like, weed products in the back. Yeah, it was like, exactly. It's, <laughs> it's like they're making you groove on this weird art piece That's right. as you walk by to get some oil for your freaking vape pen. You could put a lot of weed in there. Yeah, man. All right. Well, there's that. Uh, we're done with the news, but that doesn't mean we're gone because after this break and song Brian's going to play, we're going to have major spoilers here. That's right. Steven Schleicher taking time out of his Monday morning to talk about some of the good and cool things happening in pop culture. So stick around for that. Before yeah. that, though, a song. What do you got? Yeah, a little uh, reggaeton, uh, which I don't think we... It's been a long time since we've played any uh, UK reggaeton on the on the show, which is basically like a dance reggae. Not quite dub, a little bit more upbeat, a little more poppy. This is... Uh, I love this song. This is a... Um, uh, it's called Another Squeeze of the Sponge, and it's basically like talking about a trickle of money when you were promised way more <laughs> so i think it might be directed at her label i don't mm. know anyway mm. this is a singer named g girl 96 g e e girl 96 oh yeah i subscribe to her handle i was gonna say i subscribe to her only fan so uh yeah i'm sure you do yes yeah. uh and, and that uh another squeeze of the sponge has an entirely different meaning <laughs> on her uh on our OnlyFans. Uh, here is the song just came out. It's called Another Squeeze of the Sponge. I put the work in daily. Put my very 
Baby, I need you like that last long drag off a cigarette before I step into the grocery. And by the time I'm two steps out, I need to light you up again. I don't get all up in your business when you upgrade your bazooms. The Morning Stream. They have the power to shut the sky. And we've returned. Who was that again? Sure. That is G-Girl96, and I guess it's pronounced reggaeton, not reggaeton, even though there's no E on the end. Reggaeton, a song called Another Squeeze of the Sponge. Is it like that guy that does uh, uh, Mr. Bombastic, something in the tastic? That guy, is is he falling to that or no? He probably, yeah, Hmm. I would say so. Uh, He put out, this year he put out a uh, Frank Sinatra album. Yeah. Oh, really? uh, What? It's all Frank Sinatra. Fly me to the moon and let me dance among the stars. I need to hear that. Let me see what life is like on. Exactly. Lock me a lady tonight. That's great. I want this. Check it. I want this <laughs> in my great. life. 
Is it actually like out there? Like I can get it? It is. It's available. You can stream it on uh, Apple Music. I'm gonna find this. Hold on. Let's see. I was trying to pick so- a song from it for the uh, for the end of year Coverville countdown. Oh, here it is. Shaggy. Okay. Sh- uh, it's called "Come Fly with Me." Come fly. Let's fly away. Oh yeah, it's it's C O M F L Y. W I D M I. So come fly it's, with me. Come fly with me. Oh my lord, this is amazing. That's live. Come fly. Just you know what? I'm, okay, YouTube. I'm pausing you for a second. I just want to hear a taste of this. Here we go. Oh, sometimes it's up and sometimes it's down. One thing for sure is the world keeps spinning around. So that's that's life. Let's try come fly with yeah. me. Yeah, get, come fly with me. Is a good one. I am all in on this. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm going to listen to all that later. It's great. It's really, really good. Yeah. Damn. All right. Not to overshadow the indie in the middle, everybody. We're not trying to do that. No, 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 no. Not at all. I'm sure not it's, the uh, you know, perfectly as in line with what this is. All right. <laughs> Don't forget to restart the YouTube recording. Oh, yeah. No, I got it. We're good. Okay, good. Um, oh, good. Okay. Let's get Steven in it to yeah. win it. Uh, here's how he sounds. Steven Schleicher. Steven Schleicher. <laughs> hey, look who it is. It's Steven Schleicher joining us from Majorspoilers.com. Comes on Mondays, talk about the latest in pop culture, cool news, sometimes comics, sometimes more. Hi, Steven. How are you? Hello, Scott. Hello, Brian. Hello. Hello. Oh, look at you. You sound, sound amazing today. Jeez. Well, I'm at home. I'm at home today. I'm not at the office. Oh, oh well. such a great, such a great mic and connection right there. Yeah, screw What's that What's weird is it's the exact same setup as here <laughs> and the office. Same microphone, same Scarlet interface. I don't sure. know what goes you on know, every week. I know what's going it's, on. I could tell you what's going on there is you got uh, the school internet's got so many weird filters and, and probably uh, scan, not, not scanners. What am I trying to say? Just stuff to keep the students from like starting World War Three or whatever that you got to deal with all that. And it just messes with yeah. your bandwidth or something in weird ways. Not your normal like, oh, I have a slow connection kind of way, but like funky ways that make no sense. But anyway, I'm glad you are where you are. And, uh, boy, the plains of Kansas wouldn't be the same without you. So thanks for being here. Uh, let's start with this news that I couldn't be more excited about. Uh, well, before we get to this. Uh, we can start with the news that Scott's going to go on for. 20 I minutes. mean, you know what? Let's, let's do start with it because I really do want to talk about this bad. Uh, we haven't talked about it on the show yet. I don't know why. Oh, okay. Maybe we hadn't heard about it yet. But Mike Flanagan uh, left oh, Netflix. Yeah. We have talked about that. Um, he, got, he got poached by uh, Prime, Amazon Prime. And uh, which means a couple of things. The the main thing is the Netflix originals that he did will still be there. They're going to stay like House mm-hmm. on Haunted Hill and all that or ha- ha- Haunting of House Hill, Hill House, whatever it is. Hill House. Um, <laughs> that's or Hill House. Yeah, all that stuff, including Midnight, Midnight Club, Club, which will not get a second season now, but will stay on Netflix. Um, so he's bummed yeah. about that. But anyway, he's leaving to go there. And it has already been announced that one of his major projects, maybe even next big project will be a proper uh, TV series treatment of the Dark Tower, Stephen King's The Dark Tower book series, which is my favorite series of all time in book form. And it's it's one of those things in Hollywood and other circles that people just think is like this scary, untouchable thing that nobody can get right. The movie tried, but it tried to cram seven books into two hours. That was a mistake. Right. Um A series is a much more sensible way to handle this, but then it needs the right touch and the right approach. He's adapted multiple other King projects, like uh, what's the follow-up to The Shining? Um, 
Doctor uh, Sleep. Mr. Sleep. Uh, Doctor Sleep. Doctor Sleep. He, yeah. di- he directed that and did treatment on the script. He made that uh, Gerald's Game for Netflix, which was very, I thought, very good. Um, so he knows he's Stephen King. He's clearly a fan. Uh, I couldn't be more excited about this. I'm so freaking stoked. Yeah. The only other guy. So there's basically like two names in Hollywood I would want to even touch this material, and it's him or Josh Hawley. And Josh Hawley's just busy making other cool stuff. So have Mike Flanagan do it. Great. Yeah. I'm all in. No issues. No yeah. problems. Yeah. Not even not even worried. I mean, I'll, you know, it may come out and be garbage, but I doubt it. I highly doubt it. So are you, Stephen, are you excited or am I weird? Hmm. Well, I finally, <laughs> yeah. I finally read the why first. It, Dark why Tower does it have book. to be one or the other? Yeah, I was yeah. going to say, why not both? But yeah. So you did read, <laughs> you've read the first book? I, I've read the first book. Yeah. I love it's, the first book. Eh, okay. I love I just the read first it recently. book. I just so read it good. recently. So it's still so amazing, though. You gotta love the if you like westerns and dystopic business, you gotta love. Yeah, the no, first book. I mean it's it's interesting. I mean, here's here's. I think everyone knows my problem with Stephen King, and if not, it's probably everyone else's problems with Stephen King. Is the man doesn't know how to finish a book, yeah. and so you get to the end of the Dark Tower, and you're like, mm, okay, uh, do I really want to go on to the second book? And so uh, you know, I'm sure. So. If anybody's going to adapt Stephen King and make it make sense, it's going to be Mike Flanagan. He does a great job of horror. You can see the Stephen King influence in all of his his work. Yeah. So I really dig that. Um, and he sticks the landing, whether it is the Midnight Mass or whether it is Hill House or Bly Manor or, well, we'll never know what happens to the Midnight Club. But, um, right. you know, I, I think uh, I would put some faith into, into him being able to take Stephen King's work and be very faithful to it. Here's the nice thing about the books um, and and your problem with Stephen King being bad at ending books. I don't disagree with you. Some of my favorite books by him, like The Stand, which I've read six times yeah. over. Yeah. Uh, the ending is rough. But, yeah. you know, you kind of just. Knockers the same way. Yeah. It's just he's, he's bad at it uh, for whatever reason. Um, but The Dark Tower, it, it may suffer or may seem to suffer from that on a per book basis. But because it's a yeah. series and they all link together. When, the real question is how does he land how does he stick the landing in book seven and I think he does quite well like I think book seven actually ends really well in a mm-hmm. way that I didn't expect I also think reading the ancillary stuff that's set in that Kingiverse stuff like Insomnia and um, yeah, It that's, and you know, other stuff. Well, that's going to be the weirdest part, right? Because we've talked before both uh, here on the Major Spoilers podcast and other places how the Dark Tower kind of dips into a lot of the other Stephen King stuff mm-hmm. like there's, you know, there's references or there's characters that pop in and out. And it's like, is that going to be a rights issue with this? Or, you know, what's, what's, what's going to be the, Oh, that's a good question. Like who, who has rights? I guess prime currently has the, the more updated version of the stand. So they'll be okay with the flan or with the, uh, not Flanagan, mm-hmm. um, uh, the man in the black man in black fled across yeah. the desert and the yep. uh, what's his name and Roland followed I can't think of his name but that guy Flag or, uh, Randall Flag, Flag there you go mm-hmm. Randall, Flag. Randall Flag is the same dude literally the mm-hmm. same dude in the stand as he is in Dark Tower but his his reason for existing in things like the stand are much more explained in the Dark Tower series and mm-hmm. I love all that twisted like interconnected stuff I even think he handled the part where he inserts himself into his own book and his yeah, car yeah. accident. I actually Flan- think that Flanagan better get uh, better get cracking then. That I think that works weirdly. And if you got just hire Joe Hill. He looks like his dad like twenty years ago. Oh yeah, yeah. Most definitely. Just do that. Yeah. Anyway, whatever they do, I'm on board, man. Oh, I'm so excited. I think I think a lot of people will be excited about this. I mean, 
I I am I am you know whether it's uh, I'm weirded out about it or super excited I am very much in the middle of this I will probably watch it and I will then probably then move on to books two and three and four before uh, the first uh, episode drops but uh, yeah I mean anytime I see Stephen King on a book it's just like uh, it's gonna be interesting but it's gonna just mm. well you got to meet Eddie he's in book two you got to get to Eddie and okay. then you got to get right. to you got to get to book four Wizard and Glass one of the greatest books ever written period it's so good oh Wizards and Glass so good and how they'll do that <laughs> will they do like a book per season I don't know. Like I don't know what they're gonna do, but I'm oh I'm pins and needles on this one. So, so there's excited. seven books. I'm not sure they could spend the next ten years doing that. They could do seven, seven seasons. I bet they I bet they mix a couple of the books together and cut out. I mean, could to be, be honest, when when I read The Dark Tower, mm-hmm. the first book, yeah, when it was over, I was like, did I get an abridged version of the book or is this <laughs> it? Because this is literally like three episodes of a TV series. Yeah, you're not wrong. They could combine a bunch. I mean, I like the slow burn of that first book. I know some people yeah. don't, but I really like that. And I like the stuff where they that town has their interaction with him. Mm-hmm. That's all I'll mm-hmm. say about that. I think that's an amazing set piece. So I just yeah. think there's stuff you could linger on and other things you could move past quickly. But yeah, man, and Flanagan, I trust. He hasn't made anything I didn't like. So uh, I'm, I'm all in on that, dude. Have you watched Midnight Club? I, that's the only one I haven't seen. Actually, I've seen everything else: Bly Manor, the the haunting stuff, all his movies. Mm-hmm. Um, Brian, you saw Midnight Club, Midnight Mass. Yeah, or, Midnight Club was great. Um, and it's it's self contained. You know, I know it it's obviously does lead into a potential second season, but uh, don't let that scare you away from seeing it. Thinking, oh, it's going to leave me leave me hanging. No, no, it's uh, yeah. I've watched the first two episodes. I haven't found the time or the commitment to, to finish the rest yeah sure i'll get to it at some point i really like midnight mass in a very specific way and i thought that was the most yeah. king thing he had done yeah. stephen mm-hmm. kingish sort of thing for sure yeah, yeah. Mo- most definitely yes. so i i don't know he's just tailor-made for this he's already done king adaptation <laughs> successfully like just get in there and go go get it done just go up to Be- bezos and say hand me the money i'm ready to work all right he's also a really good follow on tiktok he's funny mike flanagan is yeah. Uh, all right. Let's talk about some other uh, DC business. Um, okay. James Gunn and the Wonder Woman stuff. Um, Wonder Woman 3 canceled, right? We're done. Uh, well, so here's the deal. Patty Jenkins turned in a treatment that she co-wrote with Jeff Johns, and the response was, we're not moving forward with this, hmm. meaning this gotcha. treatment that she turned in. So does gotcha. that mean that there's not a Wonder Woman movie that's in the works? Uh, no, it doesn't mean that, but it doesn't mean that there's not not a Wonder Woman movie in the works, nor does it mean that uh, Patty Jenkins is not involved, nor does it mean that Gal Gadot is not going to be uh, Wonder Woman. It simply means that, hey, you turned in a treatment. We're going to pass on this because we're looking at the future of the greater DC uh, cinematic universe and we're going a different direction. And so that's got a lot of people very much upset. But then uh, James Gunn went out and said, hey, that Hollywood Reporter story that you guys uh, we're reading it's full of truths, half truths, uh, things that are outright damn lies and things that we don't know whether they're truths or lies yet. <laughs> mm, <laughs> right. Yeah. So then he followed up on, I want to say Friday with um, a poster for the first Superman movie saying Superman premiered 44 years ago today. And then some people were like, hey, does this mean that you guys are not going to do anything with Superman? And he replied back. Yes, of course. Superman is a huge priority if not the biggest priority for us right now. So we know that Henry Cavill 
uh, made his reappearance. Spoiler alert, everybody, for uh, Black Adam. Mm-hmm. Uh, he returned that. And then, of course, he tweeted out that I have returned to Superman. Yeah. Uh, whether that meant that it was just for the Black Adam movie or whether it's for future projects, it may mean for future projects. And then someone else replied, what about the uh, almighty Ryan Reynolds Green Lantern movie? And James Gunn <laughs> replied, that's not a priority for me and even much less of one for Ryan Reynolds. Mm, but yeah. he did say that Green Lantern is very important to them. So when you look at the Green Lanterns, the Green Lantern Corps, of course, there was a lot of talk um, probably this time last year about a Green Lantern Corps television series on HBO Max. But now that uh, David Zaslav is in charge, um, we should all cancel our HBO Max subscriptions and <laughs> sell our WB stock as quickly as possible. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I think that stuff's going to work itself out. But I, <laughs> l- the the deal with uh, Green Lantern is I think they should go with the John Stewart story if it was me. I would. I yeah, would. and that's the thing that really always causes me to scratch my head is because most audiences who grew up watching cartoons probably saw the Justice League animated series. Yeah. And John Stewart has been in the Justice League animated series, the Green Lantern uh, for almost every incarnation of a Green Lantern in animated form, mm-hmm. including the animated movies, although there have been a few Hal Jordans and occasionally a, um, um, what's his name, will pop up uh, oh, uh, one punch. Uh, uh, right. Guy Gardner. Guy Gardner, yeah. Yeah, yeah so I, I would really hope that they do do a john stewart green lantern movie if they if they're going to do it for the chat wondering who we're talking about this is not the comedian host john stewart <laughs> not, not no. the uh, former host of the daily show john no, stewart no. no and the current host of whatever that apple thing is it's it's john What's stewart the john stewart yeah it's the, john stewart i mean he's the he's the he's the black green lantern yeah that's uh, his debuted name debuted in the 1970s yeah and he was um, he was first so he was literally the guy with the name before john stewart was john stewart so there take that right well <laughs> I don't know how John, old John Stewart is, but I'm going to bet that they were around the same age. Right around the same age, yeah. 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 <laughs> but popularity and notoriety-wise, uh, the the Green Lantern beat John Stewart, the host, by a good yes. 20 years. So. Oh yeah, by quite quite a quite a bit. Yeah. And he's a great Green Lantern. I would love more exploration of it's that a character. Great story, yeah, yeah. I don't know who, you know, they, they should cast or whatever. That's. I mean, there are so many great actors yeah. that are out there. I think Idris Elba would be really good mm-hmm. as a John Stewart. I think um, who's the guy that does Creed? Um, that uh, oh, Michael B. Jordan. Oh, Michael B. Jordan, Michael B. Jordan would be great. I think he would, he would be, be really good in, uh, uh, as a Green Lantern. Sure. Uh, yeah. In that, um, so John Stewart's background is that he is a you know he comes from the, the Marines and has military training, and so I think you need somebody that uh, could fit that role. You don't want somebody super skinny and super. You know, super tiny to play John Stewart, but uh, you know, think of your bulky military-looking uh, actors, and that they probably yeah. would fit. You don't well want you don't that. want the wire version of Michael B. Jordan. You want the right. uh, you know current like <laughs> Apollo Creed version. Right. Yes, most definitely. Um, the series Peripheral. Um, yeah. is on, what is that? Amazon. So you stopped good. watching that? No, no, no. I'm still watching that. I'm, oh, okay. I'm, I st- I'm, 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 we're an episode left is all Kim and I have, but I love that oh, okay. show. All right. Uh, uh, make sure you stick around post credits. Oh, really? Yeah. There's okay. a post credit sequence in that. A uh, very long post credit. Henry sequence. Cavill shows up and says, I'm Superman. No. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk. Uh, no, but the, um, <laughs> but the, um, the, the guy that has lost his, his limbs in, in the military, I think he would actually be a really good John Stewart. too. Oh, he would be good. Yeah. I like him a lot. The guy with the motor, yeah. the cool future motorcycle uh-huh, with the cool motorcycle. Yeah. Yeah. That show rock, dude. I loved it. I need to watch that. I think you'll like it, Brian, a lot. It's got I'm that, sure you know, it's will, got yeah. that cl- chlorine Moretz Motis in it or whatever yeah, it is. Uh-huh. 
Um, so, all right, <clears throat> good news, everybody. Oh, so, so other than that, is I mean, James Gunn just started this gig. It's not like some people are already like, where, where's the, where are we? Oh no, there's already a stuff? campaign to fire James Gunn. Why? What? Oh, he's no he's barely really? been there. He's uh, been there like five well, minutes. Because, first of all, so keep in mind, uh, who didn't get the job as being in charge of the DC Cinematic Universe? Snyder. Zack Snyder. Well, so he you got had all the, the Snyder stands who are out there screaming, fire John, fire this guy, fire James Gunn. We need to get uh, Zack Snyder in here. Uh, Gunn's just going to screw up the whole Snyderverse. Hold it's on like, a second. Snyder had cool. his time, though. He's done. He, he did. His- he walked away. Yeah. He walked away. It, you know, and of course, granted, he walked away because of huge tragedy and then kind of forced his way back in and uh, right. got his, his followers to do the Snyder cut on the HBO Max. Um, but. Yeah, this is this is something that's going to go in a very different direction. And I think when we talk about tone of superhero movies, not everything has to be dark and grim and uh, barely able to be seen. Uh, I think you can have really lighthearted stuff. I think you can bring back a Superman uh, 78 and make it and make it shine. Mm -hmm. Are people worried that? It's going to go the opposite direction as the Zack Snyder. Yeah, I think that, everything's I think, going to be too funny, and it's like, no, we don't need you know a funny Blue Beetle. Yeah, but we don't need a funny, uh, a funny Green Lantern. Well, or, you know yeah, what I would say I, to that? I think, I, think, that I think they're worried about Superman doing dick and fart jokes. Well, and, and yeah. I get that. Okay, there is some level of that I understand, but I don't know why or where it's coming from. If you look at something like Guardians, which in itself is kind of ridiculous from the get go in terms yeah. of its, you know, just. Guardians is weird, all right? It's just a weird yeah. thing. Yeah. And he took that movie, had a combination of funny, serious, and real heart, and made it work. Mm-hmm. Why don't you want that? And you're de- I don't understand why that is yeah. a thing you're afraid of. And That's if, weird. And if people haven't been reading Superman, and Superman, Son of Kal-El, and all the things that have been going on in the DC comics, Superman does have a sense of humor. He can be funny. He doesn't have to be a stoic all the time. No. Uh, he he can be there and have fun and be lighthearted when he needs to be lighthearted. But when it's time to fight, he is not going to let someone uh, blow up an entire city of Metropolis. He's going to look like he's running away. So the bad guy follows. So he removes uh, innocent citizens from harm. Yeah. He says things oh. like this. That's right. The only music you'll be playing is in the Galactic Prison Band. See? <laughs> He's a funny fella. He's got the jokes, you know? Yeah. So, uh, I, and again, I keep forgetting who the, the other co-guy is with James Gunn on this. So this is a two, this is a two person thing. Oh, this is yeah. not just James Gunn in charge. So the weird thing about all of this news that has been broken out that has come out is first of all, there's no official word from Warner brothers on any of this stuff. James Gunn has not said, yes, we have canceled Wonder Woman and that Gal Gadot is no longer going to be Wonder Woman. He's not said anything like that. Mm-hmm. But then you get these things like uh, the new Batman Beyond movie with uh, is is canceled. I haven't really seen anything beyond rumors on that stuff. Uh, so you do have to be really careful when you're going out and looking for this stuff. Now, the other thing to keep in mind is, uh, yes, James Gunn and the other person uh, have uh, just recently been hired in the last three months. They have been busy the last month or so up in Aspen just kind of uh, formalizing their plans for the next five years of the DC uh, universe. And they are now back in Hollywood getting ready to meet with Zaslav before the end of the year so they can pitch the movies that they think will work and the direction that they want to go with the entire uh, universe. And my guess is whatever either the very first big convention of uh, 2023 is or 
right around the same time that the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 is coming into theaters, you will see uh, Warner Brothers come forward with a big press announcement to get a lot of the media attention on their grand plan. Gotcha. I'm very excited to hear more about it. I don't understand Snyder stands. I don't get them. Mm-hmm. Like I don't. I'm not even. I don't even like dislike Snyder. I, mean, I like a lot of his movies. I just think that's it's the weird. same mentality. It's the same mentality as the Elon stands, and the same mentality of the Bezos stands. It's 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 sure. that same. It's that same stuff. Well, that's culty and lame, and I don't like it. <laughs> um, yes, agreed. All right. Well, let's move on to this final deal. Uh, the comic oh, you should be this- speaking of dark and gritty. Yeah, uh, Batman Spawn number one is out this week, and uh, oh, I'm a fan I of the that's... one they the the one they did with Frank Miller back in the day. Uh, yeah, well, Todd, Todd McFarlane did that back in the day. Yeah. Uh, there were two different versions: Batman Spawn and then Spawn Batman, because back then it was DC got a crack at a story, and then Image Comics got a crack at the story, sharing the characters. Wouldn't surprise me if we see a, a Spawn Batman coming from Image in the uh in the next uh, month or so but this week it's all batman and spawn todd mcfarlane greg capullo teaming together uh this is a story that th- it indicates that is a follow-up to the to the last time that they met when mm. batman threw that batarang into uh, spawn's face yeah and it and took he had like tied up like a football yeah he t- it took him like 10 issues for that to heal uh yeah <laughs> uh, later in the spawn issues i loved that continuity i thought that was great Super yeah. cool, but uh, so it, Capullo's doing the page by page, and I think McFarlane uh-huh. did the cover uh, this time. Uh, there are so many people doing the covers. So you got Todd McFarlane on there. Sean Murphy is doing one. Uh, J. Scott Campbell, Jim Lee is doing a one in one hundred variant uh, for that. Brett Booth, uh, yeah. So there's a whole bunch oh my of gosh. people doing covers on this one. Uh, uh, we don't have the sneak peek up today. It'll be up first thing tomorrow morning, seven a.m. tomorrow over at Majorspoilers.com or within 710, 715, somewhere around there, where you can check out the uh, pages on this. I don't know if anyone listens to, I think it was the Tim Ferriss show like two weeks ago, I want to say. Todd McFarlane was on talking about um, how, you know, his early career. And in the middle of the interview, he's like, hey, you know, um, this book is due at the publisher on Monday so it can be on stands on time. And I don't know how far Tim Ferriss works ahead, but it was literally... McFarlane only had like the first eight of 40 pages done at the time of that recording of, and then Capullo had to uh, ink it. Someone had to color it. Someone had to letter it and it had to get to the printer so it can get into our hands this week. So it's a very tight turnaround. That's some, yeah, that's hauling ass right there. Yeah. Uh, This see, I'm trying to find the spawn issue on the site. I look at, I'm trying to see other reviews yet. Oh, you're looking at another site besides major. Well, no, (laughs) but you don't have a full review out yet. Do you you have a major, do you have a uh, review? No, no, no. We don't have a review up yet. Okay. That's what I was looking for. We wouldn't be allowed to do one anyway uh, until at least tomorrow morning. Well, I'm very excited about this. I have, I have love for that era. So this will show up on both the DC side and the image side. Uh, I don't it? know if it'll show up on the image side. The only place okay. I've seen it being uh, solicited is through DC Comics. Okay. Well, that I am very interested in this. So Yeah. So you'll be able to get this on Comixology tomorrow. You'll be able to go to your bookstore and be able to pick one up. Uh, although, if you are looking for a, a Jim Lee uh, variant cover, one in 100, you probably will need to go to a bigger comic book store, you know, mm-hmm. uh, to get those because that means that one in 100, it means in order to get one Jim Lee variant, the comic store has to hire or has to uh, buy 100 copies of this. Oh, gotcha. Uh, so, you know, if you, and then the incentive of course is buy a lot of, buy a lot of these uh, issues. You'll get this one in 100 Jim Lee variant or the one in 250 Todd McFarlane inked variant or the 100 and 
uh, uh, one in 666 signed variant from Todd McFarlane. Mm-hmm. Um, the incentive then is then the store turns around and sells that Jim Lee or the Todd McFarlane variant covers for like $200. Oh, geez. Okay. So yeah. um, uh, it's, this is a, kind of a tangent and it just made me think of it. Um, are there any of the, so Jim Lee, of course, got to start with Marvel mm-hmm. before they went and formed image and, you know, had a ton of X-Men work and all that. Yeah. Yeah. Brian is, is Jim Lee stuff in, are there any variants in snap from Jim Lee or do, do they have rights to all that? I haven't seen any, you know, that you say that I've seen, uh, it's, it feels like it's way more modern newer yeah. artists that are doing variants, unfortunately, but I did see a, what are the, uh, um, Oh geez, the guy who Alex Ross. I saw an Alex Ross uh, Invisible Woman variant, or oh, that's cool. Spider Woman. Oh yeah, yeah, I, I've really seen cool. that one too. Yeah, I've seen. It's that. like okay, now let's get let's give me a Bill Sienkiewicz, uh, you know, a New Mutant or something like a, mm-hmm. a Warlock or a Cipher. Yeah, yeah. yeah why, why exactly. The heck, why the heck not? I would love that. Yep. Um, cool. Didn't also well whatever. They got I, lots of room to do that in the future for sure. Yeah, and I would assume if it, if that stuff was published published back in the end of the Marvel name, they'd still have rights to do it. Rights to do it. Oh sure. yeah, I'm sure they. I'm sure so. they do. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. part of the reason those guys left is because they didn't control their own rights. So. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, anyway. and that's what if you go and listen to the Tim Ferriss interview with uh, McFarlane, he goes into here's everything that happened in 24 hours and how Image Comics was formed. Uh, and when we went into Marvel and said, here's what we want, they said no. And they were like, okay, well, we're leaving. We're going to go form our own thing. And then they went across the street to DC and DC was like, oh my God, we're going to get Todd McFarlane and Jim Lee and, uh, you know, Rob Liefeld. And they're like, no, we just wanted to give you a heads up that we're doing our own, mm-hmm. our own company <laughs> and we won't be working for you either. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's, it's a really good interview. It's about I'll, two I'll hours it is. long. Oh, so really? Definitely go check. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm interested. Yeah. Uh, well, there you have it. Another look at the uh, the the vast world of uh, of comics and pop culture from Majorspoilers.com, a great place to go uh, bookmark and hang out all the time, including great shows. Uh, I'm on this week's Major Spoilers podcast. Very excited. Cool. Yes, you are. We're going to be talking about uh, Aquaman and looking at uh, some some funky stuff from Aquaman. Although I do believe issue four, we're only reading four issues of this Aquaman Tide Time and Tide series. Um, I believe issue four was actually used as part of the Young Justice. TV series for either season three or season four. I can't remember which one, but uh, the storyline seems very, very familiar. Oh, interesting. Well, I am ready. I'm digging into that this afternoon. Very excited to read it, and we will be uh, here to talk about it this week. Anything else you want to mention before we go? No, I think just uh, anytime we get Scott Johnson on the Major Spoilers podcast is a a huge fun time, and uh, I think maybe we'll see about uh, who else we can get on uh, next year. Ooh, very nice. Keep listening for that. Uh, so big stuff is happening in 2023 over at Majorspoilers.com. That's where you want to go. And in the meantime, until yeah. the podcast uh, drops, make sure that you stay hydrated. Very nice. We'll see you later. Um, I had something here I wanted to share, Brian. The Dark Tower cool. series is famous for uh, calling s- some of the kind of lesser beings on on Midworld uh, pubes. Um, okay. And I'll give kinda you an like example. A pleb, like a play on plebs? Kind of like that. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. at one point, the, the the voice or the the book, the, the audiobook version of it, somebody had sent us here on the show some years ago, sent us a compilation of these. And I'm just going to play a few. So enjoy okay. this. Pubes. There's a pube. Pube. Pubes. 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 Puberty. Pubes. And the real pubes. Maybe it was the pubes. He's what the old woman called a pube. Puby. Fun-loving pubes. 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 And it goes on like that for like 10 minutes. <gasps> wow. Yeah. So 
Anyway, if anyone's going to read The Dark so Tower, be prepared. Yeah, a lot of pubes. Yeah. Uh, Did they take all yeah. that out in the uh, Brazilian edition of uh, The Dark Tower? <laughs> as soon as it got there, immediately, yeah. they removed immediately. it quickly and, and out, very yeah. fast. Like they yeah. removed the pubes from the books. No mention of it whatsoever. Just yeah. pulled that Band-Aid off, a, as it were. Just, it's just a, a, a blank space where that word would be. Yeah, uh-huh. it just, and it was, it was so fast. Kind of painful, actually. All right. Hey, uh, how about a quick email from a listener sure. here? This is from Ben, who wrote in, says, Hello, Simon and Buddy, or Bubby, rather. Bubby. Could be Booby. Hugs, Booby. Booby. I was driving to work this morning, and I was listening to the radio, and I heard a familiar soundbite. Uh, I heard, quote, Hey, is it too early to get a fish sandwich? Unquote. Just to let you know, Canadian radio stations are stealing your shtick. Love the Dunaway, though, Ben. So, uh, hmm, hmm. Interesting. Well, uh, look, if people run into a clip like that and they think that no one else has used it. Exactly. Joke's on them. Joke's on them, yeah. And maybe we did that, too. Other people may have done it before us. I don't know. For sure, yeah. I don't own that guy's thing about sandwiches. Listen, that... uh, that good morning, good morning in the news this morning, good morning clip has laughter in it because I think the, the audio clip that we got came from the soup. That's right. Good morning, good morning, everybody in the news this morning, good morning. That's exactly right. Yeah. That's not Savannah Guthrie laughing in the background. Mm-mm. That's, uh, yeah. Although I guess that would have been, would that have, I think that was still in Matt Lauer and what's her name were, uh, Lord and hostess of uh, the tea, the morning show. Right. Uh, Matt oh. Lauer and, uh, Katie Couric, right? Katie Couric. Thank you. Yes. I think it was those days. Uh, like nine eleven days. <laughs> That's back when I was <laughs> right. All right. Oh, Ann Curry. Oh, Ann Curry. I like Ann Curry. I do too. Oh, she sounds tasty and spicy. Anyway, <laughs> let's move on to this text we got from a listener. This came to us at eight zero one four seven one zero four six two. Hello, slot machine and blackjack. You can <laughs> guess what this is about. Uh, this is from somebody named Kicked Bush. Says when uh, when in TMS Vegas or when is TMS Vegas? I just found out that my daughter has a volleyball tournament in Las Vegas, April 29th and thirtieth, and I was wondering if there would be any overlap. Good news, everyone. Yeah, yeah it's uh, not necessarily overlap, but tangential. So, like, you come for TMS Vegas and then stick around for the volleyball tournament that weekend. Yeah, and uh, and the crazy town that is uh, uh, NFL draft weekend, uh, which is That's why we're well. avoiding the weekend, but. That's right. It won't be. It won't be there though. It's going to be in uh, in Kansas City, so it won't be nearly the crowds that we had last year. Isn't it still nutty though? Like just like they still kind of lose. I it, mean, right? there's still going to be people who watch it in the sports books, but I don't think there's. It's it's probably going to be one tenth of what we saw last year. Oh, that's good to know. Um, but yeah, people go there so they can so they can see the players and see the the live picks and that sort of thing. So Kansas City is going to look like Vegas. True. That makes sense. I wouldn't want to be in Kansas City that week. Boy, howdy. There's, there's as far as I know, the sports books don't do any sort of betting on uh, who's what team is going to draft which players. So it's not like there's a benefit for people to go there and see it in Vegas. Right, right. So yeah, we're we're there the 24th through the 26th. And if right. you hang out for if you come early, then you'll be there that week already. So yeah, I think that's a exactly. great, great uh, happenstance this yeah, year. Yeah, I need to, need to reach out to all you... Uh, potential uh taskmaster participants and uh and make sure that if you when you book your flights that maybe you give yourself like a come in monday morning kind of thing so we have time before the the first deal to do some fun stuff yeah well uh i think we're probably we did this drive right yeah but we did this last time where we went to um 
Oh, St. George the night before. Yeah. Right? And stay there one night and then come out early the next day. So that yeah, way. There you go. Yeah. I Let's think we'll make, we can make that happen, I think. Cool. Unless gas gets any more expensive, then we might fly. I don't know. Can't decide. Come fly with me. Let's fly. fly let's fly away. We're bombastic. All right. Moving on. Uh, oh, hey, look at this. It's uh, some some Patreons to mention. We got a, a flood of you folks in here recently. And so I want to mention them. We got Andy. Foam Whoop <laughs> or From, sorry, From Whoop. Yeah. Uh, TDP minus Kyle. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. TDP minus, minus. <laughs> Mini Whoops. Uh, Kyle is here. Pixel Rage, Perplexer, Katrina, Kurt, and Brian. Not this Brian, but a different Brian. Spell with a Y. You guys are all awesome. Thank you for joining our Patreon. We really appreciate it. You must have heard that you'll never get a commercial. You get pre-show content every day. You'll get stuff on the weekends and art in the mail. You must have heard about all the other benefits that I can only uh, describe quickly. If you go check it out yourself and read it, patreon.com slash TMS is the place to do it. Big thanks for your support in this new semi-new month, I guess, uh, as we hurtle toward the end of the year. Uh, for everything else, it's frogpants.com slash TMS. And as usual, we're going to leave you guys today with a little bit of the old, uh, crooner ship over there from Brian. No, Brian, <laughs> Brian picked a song is what I'm trying to oh, say. Oh, thank goodness. Cause I wasn't prepared to sing. Uh, Adrian Jimenez wrote in said S and B on December 11th, which was yesterday. I will transcend to the meaning of life, the universe and everything. If 42 spins around the sun has taught me anything, it's that each day really is another chance to do better. Can you please play still alive by the eight big, eight big, Big band, thanks, and you can eat rice. You get that first, and then you get rice. Oh man, I meant to pull this out and I didn't. So you know what? Now I'll do it. Uh, rice. Here we go. You can eat rice. Then you can eat rice. All right, and now it's queued up for those who ask for it. There you go. Excellent, excellent. All right, this uh, comes to us from Adrian in Marietta, Georgia, and uh, yeah, it is the cover of uh, 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 "Still Alive" from Portal, covered by the Eight Bit Big Band. I love these guys. Speaking of crooners, I mean, this does kind of fit. Mm -hmm. uh, of course, originally by Jonathan Colton. Here is "Still Alive." That's going to do it. We'll see you guys tomorrow for a Tuesday edition of the Morning Stream. This was a triumph I'm making a note here Huge success it's hard to overstate my satisfaction Aperture science we Do what we must because we can For the good of all of us Except the ones who are dead But there's no sense crying over every mistake Keep on trying until you run out of cake And the science gets done And you make a neat gun For the people who are still alive I'm not even angry I'm being so sincere right now Even though you broke my heart And threw every piece into a fire As
because they burned it hard because I was so happy for you. Now these points of data make a beautiful line. And we're out of beta, we're releasing on time. So I'm glad I got burned to think of all the things we've learned for the people who are still alive. to run, there's research to be done on the people who are still alive, and believe me, I am still alive, and while you're dying, I'll be still alive, I feel fantastic and I'm still alive, and when you're dead, I will be still alive, still alive, still alive. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. Definitely Dr. Superman. <laughs>